Hi, everyone. Welcome to TFD Talks Education. Today, I am joined by Heather Burns. She had a story that recently kind of made the, made the national news a little bit. We were reaching out to her. She's kind enough to take time out of her day to talk to us to explain a little bit of her story. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, your, your story came out a little bit with some, uh, the, the headline grabbing one is someone with cancer had to pay for their own sick days, in Cal- their, own, their own sub in California. So why don't you, in your own words, tell us, tell us a story of what happened with that? So um, it, was an, it was a few years ago. Uh, I was uh, doing a self-breast exam. Um, I just had a child who was about a year and a half years old, and um, I found a lump. And um, family was over a few days later. My mom's a retired nurse, so she checked it out. She said, you definitely need to go into the doctor. So I did. Um, Unfortunately, found out that I had um, stage two breast cancer um, and needed to have surgery and radiation. And then um, they also gave me the option to have chemotherapy, um, which I declined. Um, So that happened um, in March. And um, and so I had to plan for um, going out on my sick leave. And so that's sort of when um, I started to find out about having to pay for my own sub. Um, That was the beginning of the situation. Now, now as far as the sub, I I tried to do some research here. So I guess there's, it's, uh, you're guaranteed under the California law that kind of gained attention on this. Is it, let me sure I think that's right. It's, it's 10 days. Uh, kind of as far as sick days and then 100 more after that kind of guaranteed spot. But then you pay for your own sub out of kind of your own pocket for those 100 days. Is that the idea of that as far as you understand it? Yeah. So basically the policy is you get 10 full days of paid sick leave. So if you're sat with a flu or you're sick, you know, those days are available for you to use. And then you get 100 extended sick days. If you have to tap into those for any reason, car accident, maternity, illness, you have to pay for your sub while you are um, tapping into those 100 sick days. Um, also, you know, um, I know you're going to probably ask me about the bank, but you have to use those 100 uh, sick days up before you can tap into any, say, cancer leave bank or anything like that. I was going to ask about the bank, but so, so that was only eligible. Now, now is that through like a school or a district or through a state thing uh, that those would have been eligible after the hundred days? So honestly, I still am not quite clear on this issue. I was only made aware of the bank when I was reading an article about a teacher who recently is in a sim- was in a similar situation as mine within the district. Um, and it's ongoing um, as we speak. And I was not made aware that there was any bank until I read um, her article. Now, in your mind, in your heart, why do you think that was not kind of brought to your attention? Um, You know, honestly, I'm kind of at the stage in my life where I'm not in like the blame game, but I do Mm -hmm. wonder. I mean, when I got ill, I had to submit a ton of paperwork to HR, which stated that I had breast cancer and that I was going to be going out on leave for quite some time. And um, I was never told um, about this bank and I was never, um, I mean, I don't know, um, honestly, if I would have even used it because five months, I would have had about a hundred extended sick days left, which is about five months of, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm paying for my sub. 
So um, I would have been back to work by then, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I would have even used it, but I wasn't told about it. And I just think that that's part of why I'm raising awareness. There needs to be more transparency and clarity. This policy is 40 years old. And, um, you know, teachers aren't allowed to, to um, buy into disability. Um, and I just want to raise awareness to, to um, do something about this policy. It affects so many um, of us. I was reading actually recently after I did my KQED interviews, some research, and um, it said the U.S. Department of Education National Center for Education stats, 3.6 uh, full-time teachers in 2016 were female. So that's 76% of us are female in this workforce. And one third of us are, um, are 40 years or under. So this policy really affects maternity leave. I mean, it obviously affected me um, having cancer. Um, and it's just a really outdated policy that needs to change. And now, because uh, it kind of has been around for a while as far as the law is, is, is that something kind of when, when the career started and things like that, that people knew like this is just kind of a, how the system works? Like if you want to be in the system, this is how the system works kind of thing? So for me personally, I really found out about it when I got pregnant. And, um, you know, a lot of times we do, we're aware of it because other coworkers might talk to us about it. Um, and going, say, out on maternity leave and receiving a paycheck that's $300 a month. I mean, it's mm -hmm. absolutely outrageous. Um, and you literally plan your maternity leave around your summer vacation. I know I did. <laughs> My son was born in August. It didn't quite work out the way I planned yeah. it. But we oftentimes do do that so we can have a few months off with our kids. And then we really only get six weeks paid maternity leave. And then we have to tap into our extended. So we have to pay for our sub. So, you know, when my husband and I um, were planning our second child, we knew sort of what my paycheck was going to be. Mm -hmm. And so we planned for that and we saved for that. Um, unfortunately I found out I had cancer a year and a half later, we just bought a house. We didn't plan for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't agree with a maternity leave policy. I think it should be the districts should be responsible for paying our subs when we're out on maternity leave or we're out on, um, you know, uh, and we're out for an illness, um, or they should give us access to disability. Let me pay into disability. And then that way I have that, you know, insurance available to me. Mm -hmm. um, again, I just think it's an outdated policy and, and, and you know, thanks to you guys, we're raising awareness about it. But if you talk to some teachers, they say, oh yeah, well, that's been that way forever. And oh yeah, when I had to get my knee surgery, I had to go through that. But that doesn't make it right. You know, I think it's time for a change. Yeah, and I was when I was trying to do some research on this, they were, they were saying like, as at the time in like the 1970s world, it probably seemed like a pretty good step. Like, oh, we're not going right. to hire you because you're you, you're going to have a baby. Like, which today in 2019 sounds ridiculous, but and I guess in that time through that lens, it seemed like this is a positive step. Uh, hold your spot if you're out for a couple months with trying to get to know your child a little bit for those important first few months. And now you look back, I do agree. It's so outdated, so so incredible that that's even how we live in this country. 
Right. And a lot of the things have changed. You know, teachers not only have a bachelor's degrees now. I mean, I have a bachelor's. I have a credential. I have a master's degree. This is something, this is a profession I choose to do for my lifetime. And, um, you know, it's already hard enough to keep teachers in this profession um, for all different kinds of reasons. And I just don't, I think that having an outdated policy, a 40-year-old policy is something that can be changed. So I just really think that, um, you know, we aren't the teachers of the 70s. Um, and we are, um, we expect more. And, you know, when we're fighting and battling for our contracts, this needs to be something that we ask for change to. We want higher salaries. We, I don't want to lose my home. I don't want to get breast cancer, be out for five months and lose my home, just like anybody else in America. Um, and I just, you know, want to be afforded to pay things like disability. You know, I don't, I, I don't understand why we can't do that. Well, and I, I think that this is kind of symptomatic of a lot of the, the struggles that a lot of people have with like medical bills, for example, being the, like the second highest source of bankruptcy filings in the country for the same reason, because it's, it's such a, such a lacking system in general. And you're one piece of this huge system of why is it so hard to have uh, reasonable or affordable healthcare options to deal with things like this for lost time, lost productivity, job things, all this stuff. It's such an incredible complex mess. And it seems so hard out of all these industrialized countries that uh, why can we not join the world <laughs> in having a better option for these things? But hopefully well, for me, it wasn't, to it. I, it wasn't a health insurance issue for me either. And I mean, I pay it like right now I pay about $1,600 a month for health insurance. I had great health insurance, you know, um, for me, it's more the districts need to take back the responsibility of paying for these subs um, so that a salary employee doesn't have to dip into their own monthly, you know, income to pay out. Um, while they're at, while they're ill um, or out um, because something disaster some disaster happened or maternity leave you know I think they need to take back that responsibility um, and again 40 year old policy is just time to change all right well Heather thank you very much for talking with me today really appreciate your time thank you very much thank you very much thanks <laughs>